discussion.com and uh, bodpodcast.com uh, to check out all the archives of all the old episodes. You can find us on Facebook as the Brothers of Discussion. Find us on Instagram as brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And of course, if you're a hockey fan, head on over to at bodhockey and the, uh, the Discussion 5 show where we discuss the top five pressing matters for the Detroit Red Wings on every Monday and Thursday for the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, what else we got going on, Mike? That's, uh, we got our live wrestling discussion group. That's, that's slowly dying. It's, uh, just that live wrestling discussion brought to you by BODpodcast.com. So we need you guys to head on over there. Uh, let's get the conversation going. Big, uh, big props to Andre Chris, uh, Andre C. <laughs> um, <laughs> for putting up, uh, some great posts the last few weeks. Uh, big, Bringing up, bringing up a lot of great points and, uh, you know, it really just giving me belly laughs and that's, that's all I really want. Um, so Mike, with, uh, with that being said, uh, as I mentioned, I want to talk about things for you to hate. Oh, and that's what I, wrestling talk is all about. Charlie Brown. <laughs> or, you know what? I don't want to talk about that. I think I want to talk about, let's talk about CM Punk first. Because we we do we have a couple match cards to go through. We've got we've got a lot to talk about. So we'll we'll try and keep everything today to like one or two points, and then one of us will bow out and lose, pretend we lose the argument, uh, so that we can move on. But uh, what I I don't think either one of us are going to argue about is how great it is to have CM Punk on that WWE backstage show. God. Yeah, uh, I missed I missed him telling jokes. Uh, is it? Didn't you? It, didn't it just feel so good? Like I thought, I thought. I can't believe would... I'm excited for a feud involving Tom Arnold. <laughs> well, if you caught it too, he also threw in his little shot at Seth Rollins uh, at the end of that. Did you not did. catch that? Uh, wait, the one about not tweeting? Uh, no, when he was yelling at Tom Arnold, but said Seth. And then oh. said, whoops, I mean Tom Arnold. <laughs> um, holy crap, that was great. Uh, <laughs> like, if CM Punk is, is playing this game that, uh, that he's not getting involved back in pro wrestling, uh, he's doing a terrible job of, of, <laughs> of not, like, joining in on the fun. Uh, and, and I want it. I want him to join in on the fun, and I, I loved it. I hope what we're doing is much like in 2001 when uh, Drew Carey and Kane were feuding uh, that CM Punk and Tom Arnold can settle this as number 11 and 12 in the Royal Rumble this year. Um, I'd love to see Punk in the ring, even if it's just for a second, just yeah. to close line Tom Arnold. Um, but even even more fun than those uh, the Tom Arnold stuff, we got CM Punk uh, was <laughs> was asked about those Shield guys which made him laugh. Uh, this was by Renee Young. And he goes, oh, those S.H.I.E.L.D. guys? W which one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then she, you know, looks at the camera and giggles and says, I like them all the same. Oh. Uh, I love, too, he took the time. He says at 41, you don't, you don't burn bridges anymore. So he said it, it might take 
it might be a new bridge that needs to be built and it might take as long as the great wall of china was built but you know he, he played he played the right game he at you know, least got you us know excited. me out about that answer um like the politically correct well you know i'll never close the door that was actually i think the worst answer if you wanted to hear if if you were expecting him to get back in the ring is it you know if he said you know yeah you know if you cut a promo that's great sounds like he's actually gonna do it if he just outright said no i i would never do that i think that would i don't want to phrase this um <laughs> like it's so vehement it's like ah that's he's coming back but i think for him to kind of waffle and say something like wise um and responsible and be like well anything could happen you know maybe i'll end up back in the ring that that just sounded like you know chris chalios coming back to play at 55 like uh, you know i i I own skates you know you know um and i think that's a i I didn't even mean to do a chicago reference there for a chicago defenseman um but uh i I don't think it's i don't think it's on the horizon uh he i'm glad that they got it out of the way early and they didn't you know tease it or drag it along um he just kind of said it right from the get-go like i'm probably i'm not swearing it off but uh i I wouldn't uh i wouldn't put money in vegas on him returning well i mean mike that's definitely the fun way to look at it but (laughs) but i i just like you know we're about to we're going to transition here into um I don't know, like, like caring about yourself, caring about the uh, the pro wrestlers that are putting their bodies on the line. And I, I just, at this point, I'm glad that he's making a smart decision uh, for himself. And right, we're, that, that's just us being selfish, right? If we if we wanted him to tell us right then and there, I'm I'm coming back to the company that treated me like garbage. We want it selfishly. Yeah. I want it. I'm not gonna shy away from that thought. Um, I've even been pretty critical on of of cm punk uh you know before this week uh months ago and now just seeing him talk again i I was just like oh yeah this is why i love this guy so much i you know what they um fox made it really easy to love him um because you know historically we know how many rules and uh overlays like wwe will have with their product like you you can have our guys go on your talk show but you're not allowed to you know, question the, you know, realism of wrestling. You're not even allowed to call it wrestling. It's sports entertainment, you know, stuff like that. And they, Fox, I I don't know how they negotiated Punk's contract, but for him to be openly critical of creative and even say things like creative, you know, not, (laughs) um, I don't even know how else you, I I don't even remember how you phrase it anymore when you're in kayfabe, Uh, but basically talking about it being a produced, you know, program. Um, it's it's a relief, and I, I think it's funny because it, all it did was make the Fox um, talk show more interesting, and you know, it allowed WWE to kind of be exposed for its its warts. Um, I I hope that there isn't like this isn't the the, the first and last of these kind of candid um, opinions from Punk. Because it kind of it kind of seemed like he was allowed to just talk about whatever he wanted, um, and I guess we're going to see here in the coming weeks if that you know continues. And I'll I'll say too, just to start making this transition here, 
that was good TV. That's what we should be looking for. That's what we should be plotting. That's what we should be rooting for is something that makes you smile while you're watching it. Um, yeah. Something that you can be proud to watch. And I think even though it's, it's something that, you know, we've brought up some issues with the WWE in the last couple months. You talk about ACH, you talk about Saudi Arabia, that's going to become a regular thing for us for the next seven, eight years. So you are connected to WWE, but at least, you know, now we have the, the voice of the voiceless is, is leading the charge and is going to make this way, way more fun and, and digestible. Uh, but the, the transition here, Mike, is, is into these companies and, um, you know, maybe, maybe the thing behind all this, the strategy, the, uh, the reason we're bringing up these points is to remind you that, uh, like these companies, sure, they will tell you they love you and they'll sign autographs, <laughs> but that's because they need the company to continue. So just remember that while we talk about these issues and remember that when, as, as my good brother mentioned last week when you're rooting for these ratings you're not rooting for pro wrestling you're rooting for these companies but let's jump in here uh bj whitmer the wife of kelly klein who was the ring of honor ladies champ uh as he tweeted out he was confirming yes real kelly klein as he put it on twitter <laughs> was fired by coo joe Coff via email Tuesday evening, not a phone call, an email. Kelly is still very much suffering from post-concussion syndrome and was fired while still injured. So just, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to something I've actually brought up quite a bit in the last week for one reason or another, was uh, the episode of, uh, of John Oliver's show on HBO that brought up how terrible a life it is to be a pro wrestler. Not to be Triple H, not to be Vince McMahon, certainly on those lists now is Cody Rhodes, but to be anybody else, to be the guy that hopes that they'll become the next Cody Rhodes. Um, that life is a terrible one, and it's one without insurance. Uh, it's, it's one where these guys are, are told that they, uh, they have these open contracts because they're contract, you know, they're these contracted workers but they can only work for one company. So unlike you and I, Mike, where we get these salaries from companies and we create a relationship and there's benefits and insurance that follows that relationship because we're stuck with them for so long. In pro wrestling, you're told that you, you, you're, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say contracted worker. I'm trying to think of another word. If you could help me out, if you think of it or you know it, but, uh, you know, you're this individual that you're, you're, you're a plumber, you know, you're, you're going house to house and you're, you're doing the work and you get, you get a, a check handed to you as you move along and you got to make things work like a small business owner. You got to go out and yep. make those, you know, yeah, the, if you get an, an injury, you got to pay for it yourself. Yeah. An independent contract. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think this, uh, this story does a couple things, um, it reinforces what we've been talking about for, you know, weeks and it's going to be kind of the new goodness gracious, uh, kind of thesis of, you know, what we believe in at brothers of discussion to, you know, root for the wrestler, not for the promotion. Cause the, you know, promotion's out for money and they don't give a damn about these, in, uh, uh, contractors. Right. Um, 
And I, I think the surprising thing, or maybe unfortunately, I, it's, I guess it's surprising for us, but WWE's always been kind of uh, hoisted up as the villain. Uh, the one, you know, most guilty of these kinds of egregious sins where people are just released because of uh, inner injury or, you know, they're just kind of cast off to the side and we have to wait for their contract to expire. And then they got to wait six months uh, with a no compete clause and then they can get back to work. And so you're essentially, you know, having to shake off six months of ring rust. But anyway, um, I mean, this is ring of honor doing that too. Uh, so I, I just wish it would, you know, this news story at the very least would kind of curb that, um, kind of curb that belief that, you know, it's, it's just the big guys who do this, who are guilty of, you know, actions like this, because this is ring of honor. You know, this is, you know, one of the, the, what's supposed to be a safe place for independent wrestling. And it's not, it's, it's the same, um, uh, it's, it's the same design. Uh, oh, for yeah. you know, employer and employee, um, we're you're very much at risk. Um, I mean, we're in an age where we're finally, uh, you know, taking seriously, you know, uh, things like concussions and you know, like leagues like the NFL are having to completely readjust um, how they handle guys who retire or who leave the league because, you know, like you said, it's. Uh, you know, this isn't going to impact Triple H or Cody so much, but, um, you know, there's that statistic that I think the average NFL player is in the league for, what, like two, three years, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, um, even pretty good players, that's that's a rarity uh, to be in there for a while. So, um, it, just, it just stinks that we – when that uh, uh, John Oliver story came out that you're referencing, where he talked about uh, the lack of health care for, you know, our heroes, um, you know, who put their bodies on the line for our entertainment, um, it was criticized for um, some of his information being dated and that health care is getting better. But, I mean, stuff like this, it's better is not <laughs> what it could be quote unquote better is not what it could be. And this is, this is just another example of that. And, you know, much like ACH, I hope that this story doesn't get swept under the rug. Well, talking about, yeah, like, like these stories getting swept under the rug, like with uh, Triple H here saying, handle your business like a professional. And this came from uh, the, these, just a, just a recent interview. Uh, it doesn't matter where it was from. The, the point is that Triple H is making this, idea that you need to accept that we are doing you a solid by giving you money instead of just like treating treating you right and and what's happening is the story's changing people are you know honestly ACH he's kind of handling it the wrong way um at this point with uh he's being kind of crazy on Twitter I wish that he would pull back on the crazy and continue to to push the narrative that was going on because uh, even himself, he got away from what the real issue was, right? Um, I don't know if anybody's following along on his Twitter, but that was that that might be, I don't know, maybe part of some agreement he had to sign was he had to stop bringing that up and they'd give him his release. But uh, what we're going to do is make sure we don't forget about it. Uh, and I know I've brought this up before, but I did a good job today, Mike. I actually looked up the, uh, the notes. <laughs> um <laughs> 
But uh, what I wanted to bring up was the 1994 McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit. And I just want to bring it up for just a second. So, Mike, you just hit a bell when you think I've been talking too long. Bing! 79-year-old woman burns herself in her car. And we've all, like, gone through life thinking, what an idiot. I can't believe she sued and made money for getting burned by hot coffee. So even in, in this court case, her... She said, this is my, the spill was my fault. She never said like this was McDonald's fault, but everything came about because McDonald's actually realized that they were serving too hot of coffee, like against regulation. And the way that (laughs) this has been spun for the last 20 years before, um, what's, uh, there's, there's, there's a show called Adam Ruins Everything. And uh, he actually did that deep dive on, on this court case. But uh, when, he did, when he did that deep dive, he's, in, he's uncovering all these things that this is like a nice, sweet old lady. She wasn't even mad about it. She admitted that it was her fault. And uh, it was McDonald's that, that, that was far beyond, I think, by like 50 degrees uh, of how hot like the, the coffee was actually allowed to be. And what happened afterwards is that McDonald's has the money to throw in different areas uh, to, to build up propaganda that won't necessarily be labeled by McDonald's, but uh, the, the propaganda will just build up this idea that she's a doofus. I can't believe she burned herself. And now Americans can just sue for anything. So instead of focusing on the fact that this old lady got burned only because the coffee was too hot, not because of the spill, like these are burns that scarred her for life because the coffee was so hot, right? It's not just burning yourself with coffee. It was so hot that now she's disfigured. Hmm. And nobody, nobody talks about that. They just talk about what a doofus spilling your coffee. Americans can sue for anything. So the point of bringing this up is to not let the narrative change in regards to ACH. The initial narrative was that, yeah, the WWE is pretty racist. And if you're still denying that, you got to look inwards. You got to ask yourself, am I doing enough? Am I, am I maybe a little racist? Uh, am I, am oh. I asking, you know. And you mean, I, you mean you, the listener, not, yeah, is not, Matt a little racist? <laughs> yeah, is, right. Matt, is Matt a little racist for bringing this up? Uh, just against Triple H. I'm kidding. That makes no sense. <laughs> but uh, you, you see the connection I'm trying to make, at least to the end, that don't forget what was going on here with ACH. And as crazy as he can get, and as much as the WWE is now trying to change this as to like, hey, be a good worker, just like the guys who watch WWE every Monday. Like, no, that's not what's going on here. The, the Ring of Honor stuff needs to be put on Twitter because you wouldn't even know about it. Yep. wouldn't know about it and then you just continue to support ring of honor the the john oliver stuff that was on hbo you need to know about it because we, we need to sit back and start supporting these wrestlers and mike i just to kind of continue this because this isn't now that i'm in the middle of this and i'm getting so angry it's obviously not as egregious but this goes along this idea of supporting these companies instead of supporting the pro wrestlers mike AEW, what is Cody Rhodes doing? Well, last night he ended his show without being on AEW Dynamite, but he came out to the ring, sees a sign that says, suck it, Vince, and he makes a, a fun joke about it. And this is in the middle of something that looks like he's, he's in a lawsuit with WWE over choosing his next pay-per-view name to be Bash at the Beach. Now, 
I don't know about you, Mike, but this sounds like a personal vendetta. This sounds like a guy who isn't concerned about making sure that this company has longevity and every night is about trying to look like he's just as good as Vince McMahon or better. And I don't know if that is the best thing to call your hero because he is not doing it for you. He's doing it for himself, which is fine. That's okay, but he doesn't have to be your hero. But this goes along this this idea of like stop worrying about who's winning ratings wars, stop worrying about which company did what for you, and and think about no, actually, I'm sorry, I stated that wrong. Um, you do want to worry with, about what they're doing for you because it's it's really nothing. They're just taking money from you, or they're taking your ratings that you feel like you you need to tune in to support just to support the company. Who cares if the product's any good? I just got to be there to support them. Why? Well, uh, I think that's a that's a pretty hot take over there. Um, the one thing that, you know, I, I, you got to be cognizant that these are businessmen trying to make business decisions, and they're in a business to make money. They're, you know, they're 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 not running a charity here. This is uh, it's AEW, right? The dollars matter. Uh, yeah, but I that's just, not the point I'm making. The point was stop focusing on these companies that you feel like needs to win well a that's war. why i wanted to make that different differentiation like um i think po- i almost called him pokey <laughs> cody is still um i think he's his he's able to get away with a little bit more because he's still like a small business like he he's still looked at as david going up against goliath um so you know, where WWE, if they're acknowledging AEW, it's Matt, how do I want to describe this? Like, I don't know. I think I'm right. <laughs> I, I just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can see where you're coming from with Cody. Um, you know, that he's, he's out there in a, you know, a pissing contest with Vince seemingly. Um, but I, I also think that when you're when you're the little guy, you know, and I, I think that you as the younger brother might might be able to um, uh, kind of sympathize or empathize with this a little bit more. I think he has to say things like that just to pretend they're on even keel because they're not. They're not even close. WWE is a massive billion dollar company and Cody Rhodes, you know, has one two hour show every week. Um, so I think that. I, I understand your comparison. I'm just, I'm not going to be on that train with you because he's, he's so small at this point. I, and I, I understand that. Uh, and I, I don't, I guess I just don't, I wish, well, here's the, here's the confusing part is I, I figured you would be on the train with me because uh, I mean, the train that I'm on, like I said, I said before, it's fine that Cody did everything he, he did. I, I use those words. I said, that's fine. He doesn't need to be your hero. He doesn't need to be the God that he's being made out to be. But the so are point you just trying is to make sure, are you just trying to say then that like the AEW fans need to not look up to Cody, like he's rescuing us. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I think, I think it's just with all of these companies that we need to remember what that relationship is, is that we just give, 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 and they essentially do whatever they want. I mean, 
yeah, I, I think we're really close uh, to being on the same side. Um, I'm just I'm going to give him a little more leash just because he is he is David. He's not he's not Goliath. Yeah, and I I mean I I can see that, and I I'm not going to disagree with you on that point. With that um, with that said, uh, no, you absolutely cannot name your pay per view uh, "Bash at the Beach." That is a trademark term that WWE earns. Uh, so I, I don't know if he's just trying to get some bad publicity for Vince. Uh, I, I don't really know what the end game is with that decision, but that's a lawsuit that as a person who watches AEW, I'm just like, no, you, you, you also can't name it Nike. Uh, you can't name it Amazon. Uh, <laughs> you can't name it McDonald's presents the Big Mac bash at the beach without the expressed written consent of McDonald's. Um, no, you can't. No, you, you don't get bash at the beach. Boo. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, for tidbits, I, I think we're just about there. The one thing that I did want to include in here that I had in an NXT note, and I want to bring it up just because um, it connects to something you said a second ago with the uh, ratings. Yeah. Because um, we got a lot to, you know, kind of go over. NXT TakeOver War Games this weekend. Uh, Survivor Series, probably – for us, going to be one of the more fun Survivor Series in the history of that pay-per-view. Um, but just for the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, talking about those ratings again. Um, as far as WWE uh, kind of leaning on some assets like Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, yeah, um, NXT did win the ratings war. <laughs> Not that it matters to us, um, but I guess... I'm just curious, who is even sharing these Nielsen ratings at this point? <laughs> it's not WWE. It's not AEW. Uh, it's not Fox. And I'm only mentioning them because their their Twitter has been, um, uh, you know, so, you know, with the finger on the pulse of, you know, what's going on. They've They've been right there at every turn. Who is talking about it, Matt? Who are these people? It, I mean, it looks like uh, a, a Brian Alvarez is the guy who tweets out first and everybody waits for what, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's Yeah, that, that's the guy on Twitter, I guess. But no, I mean, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm answering your question for real. And that's not really why you care or why you're asking. I just, I just wanted the the most entertaining wrestling show. Period. Like, if I'm gonna put, you know, all these hours into watching TV and <laughs> doing this podcast, I want the best version of it. Um, and if that involves Becky Lynch coming out to fight Rhea Ripley or Seth Rollins coming in to, you know, super kick Adam Cole, uh, I'm for it. I, I, I approve. I, I like seeing them tussle. I like it feeling like this. Survivor Series, it's not just that one month where we care about, you know, which brand you're on. It, it feels like these guys do want to beat each other up and that they hate each other and that there's, you know, jealousies and, uh, you know, uh, emotions just, just coming out and they take it out on each other because I'm, I'm part of Raw, you young punk. <laughs> yeah, well, NXT doesn't need you, old man. We're, we're, we're what's cool now. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then we're SmackDown. We we got a contract with Fox, so uh, that's kind of the three viewpoints. Uh, I I love these collisions. I um I I've been captivated um, by every time these these uh, wrestlers just invade each other's shows. 
for the storyline. Like I, I'm, I'm so ready for this weekend. I can't wait to see all the payoff matches. Yeah, I mean, this should be exactly what we all wanted. Like, if if this is supposed to get us, yeah, all, all of our favorite wrestlers in the ring together, I don't understand why that's something to complain about. So we're going to come back know. to, like, this idea of, like, rooting for the wrestlers. All right, I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins does want to fight Adam Cole uh, on a weekly basis until we get tired of it. And, right. and that's what we're getting. I mean, God damn it, we got Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch fighting. That is a cause to celebrate, not to look for some sort of like, ah, you know, you know what, the way that you should be looking at this is if you hate the WWE is like, ha, we got them. Now we got these, these awesome matchups that we've been asking for. Like it shouldn't be this. I can't believe WWE outsmarted the ratings. No, we beat WWE because we got what we wanted. We got good freaking matches. Oh, my God. I, Mike, you, you are making the best point. I know we have a couple huge match cards to talk about, but this, this is a win for pro wrestling. You know? I, yeah, I mean, we've been cards, asking the WWE to utilize their assets just so that we can benefit. We're not always asking just so that <laughs> they can make more money. Uh, no, I, absolutely right. I mean, like, since – uh nxc started going live and they're going up against aew uh i i would say prior to that period um and after gargano and champa kind of had to go their separate ways due to injury um nxt was not putting out a plus 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 shows um oh they were not i think I think there was a lot of there's a lot of instances where you're kind of skipping around. Maybe I'll come back, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, those those times are over. This this feels like, uh, you know, apologies to CM Punk. Like the creative is getting it right. Um, it feels like the matches mean something. Um, it feels like all the matchups are fresh, which is easy to do when you have Becky Lynch invading. But, um, you know, that it's it's. I don't know. There's nothing to complain about. I, I'm I'm just I'm dumbfounded when people are are upset with this. And Matt, the one thing I want to talk about before we you know move into these huge um, pay-per-views uh, coming this weekend uh, was again something I think you brought up in the past about what AEW does as a show and what NXT has been doing as a show. Um, and NXT this week was mostly schmazes. Um, you know, and then some, some, some encounters. I don't think we, you know, thought we were going to get to see with Seth Rollins and Champa, for example. Um, and AEW, you got to cover that exclusively this week. NXT was storyline heavy. Did it feel like AEW was pretty wrestling heavy? Yeah, I mean, you, you started off the night with Nick Jackson and Phoenix, and then it, and the capper is Darby match. Allen and and John Moxley. I mean, it. If you, that was such a good match. If uh, you watch just the, the opening match and the main event, they won, you know, the wrestling side. This this was like the first pro wrestling night. And, Mike, this was also the first show that did not feature Mr. Cody Rhodes. So I I don't know if there's a connection there. But when it did get into, into sports entertainment, you know, it was still top-notch. Like Chris Jericho and, uh, and Scorpio Sky, uh, oh, my God. That that was a wonderful promo. I mean, 
I I think what people might uh, might forget is how is how silly it is that Chris Jericho gave up an AEW title shot because of um, reverse psychology. Mike, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that a grown man <laughs> fell for <laughs> you've got SCU right in front of him going. Now, Scorpio Sky, he's happy to have a match, but it would be so far ahead. Like, he could not handle a championship match. He's going to need eight weeks to prepare, so please don't make it a championship match. And then Chris Jericho's like, you don't want a championship match? Well, you got it! <laughs> 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 and I, I was rolling on the floor laughing. That, but that's the thing. It's like, um, uh, it's, it's so, like, there's, there's definitely a line. Like the the Corbin dog, you know, big dog thing with uh, yeah, that kind of fell flat. Uh, yeah, that, nobody that, laughed at that. That that's how we need to grade this stuff. We don't need to look at the ratings. Like that was embarrassing. My face turned red while I was watching that. Like I did not feel great. I just kind of went, "Oh my gosh, what are we doing?" But then <laughs> around AEW, they do a silly thing, and they nailed it. They absolutely yeah. nailed it. And they're trying to build not only these guys as wrestlers, which I know Scorpio Sky is going to go skyrocketing next Wednesday when he gets that title shot. <sighs> and, and by the way, fuck you, Michael, because <gasps> you get another championship freaking <gasps> night <laughs> when you cover AEW. I, feel, I win every week. Like I, get, I think I get the better show every week. <laughs> I know. I, I am so <laughs> fucking mad. But I did get this great promo segment. Um, but yeah. Get, uh, what did Lucha, I thought you got Luchasaurus too. Yeah, that, that, was, that actually was a couple of good segments in a row for Luchasaurus. And, and what I would bring up is that, you know, he is going to get a super huge push here. But Scorpio Sky, getting that opportunity to go toe-to-toe with Jericho on the mic, even though he's got the backup with SCU. But we'll see next week, his match. We'll see how he does. Um, but I, I, I just, one of the things, I don't know if we have the time to t- dive deep into, so I'm just going to ask the question, and I think then we should just move on. So something something right. to think about right. was uh, Hikaru Shida getting the win over Britt Baker. So the first thought that popped in my head is this is Britt Baker who is on the top of the women's list for, like, wins and losses, right. uh, like non-champions kind of thing. Um, should Hikaru Shida... Go to the top of the list because she beat Britt Baker. Because she doesn't have the same amount of matches uh, under her belt as Britt does. But Yeah, I, I mean, they got to they gotta kind of figure out if they're just going to start calling them power rankings. And right. the only problem with that is, you know, how they're outside of the Bash at the Beach reference. They're, they so desperately want to not be seen as a WWE copycat. The only problem with that is how WWE, I think, still has power rankings on their website. They do. Um, they I don't think anyone reads them. those articles, but somebody's writing them, um, and they promote them on <laughs> WWE.com. Usually, got to click through it on like Tuesdays to get through to the network. Uh, but uh, I, I think hmm, they're just going to have to rephrase it because it's it's power rankings. Like if you have, if you're zero and six, what if you're Kofi Kingston, for example? Just to, like I know he's not in their company. I just mean. He had a, a toilet year, and then all of a sudden Mustafa Ali gets hurt, and all of a sudden he's you know winning WWE championships. 
Like, is he still kind of climbing up the power rankings? No, because he had great performances and big matches. So that's that's all they got to do. So, yes, short answer, she should be number one. Okay. <laughs> um, and real quick, just because Jericho was so good last week against MJF and, you know, this week he had his really great promos with Scorpio Sky. Um, also struggling to say sorry, I thought was really good. And he had uh, Jake Hager actually say, I'm sorry for him. He would put the <laughs> microphone in front of him. Again, super goofy, very childish. Let's not, let's not pretend yeah, this isn't I, super childish. What I, what but I just want to get out there perfect. is that Jericho is, you know, like uh, when people who don't like AEW for some reason, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know how it hurt their feelings. Uh, um <laughs> Um, they just say, oh, look at them giving a has-been the title. No! Jericho's not a has-been. He's one of the best promo men alive right now, and he can still wrestle. It's not like, and we love him, my God, I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy a thousand times. Um, Batista is, it's over for him. Like, his last match was dangerous. You know, that's why he had to do an Extreme Rules match. He can't, you know, give me what I want! We love him, but he's he's not on Jericho's level. It's not the same thing. This isn't just, here's a name you know. This is a very, very excellent professional wrestler. So I, I just, we got to cut these promos together and just tell people, shut up. It's it's not the same. Uh, but man, <laughs> we're killing it on time here. Yeah. Um, and we want to talk about NXT TakeOver War Games. Which we um, absolutely have to do first. Because it will affect Survivor Series match card. Yay! Oh, yeah. Repercussions. Love it. <laughs> um, I wonder. Oh. Wait, let me see. I want to see if. <laughs> Are you just carrying the five over there? What's going on? Oh, you know what? <laughs> you want to hear something funny? Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I stopped sharing my screen, which is playing our drops. So. There's been no drops so far in the show. That's right. I haven't and heard I was a single asking drop. You, I was asking you to, to you know, let me play my drop, and you're, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, is that what that silence was? Do you want to – yeah, do you want to hear it? Should I go back to sharing my screen, or should we just move on? Um, if you want to do one drop, on. and we'll move – do one no, drop. You brought I, it up. What was your drop? I just want to – okay. Here, here it is. I've got a very simple solution for this. War Games! I wanted to use that as our transition into talking about War Games. Man, imagine if it had worked, you guys. What a moment <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Yeah, go back in time. <laughs> See, we were too critical of AEW when they were having their camera mishaps in the summer. Cause... Hey, I don't get paid for this shit. <laughs> um, Damn it. Although Matt, this is a constant interview, once I do want a job to do this, and uh, yeah. yeah, I just I blew it. I... It's all right. Maybe all you'll right. get them next next year. Uh, I, this is not a huge card. There's only like four matches, but it's because there's there's so many people who have to get pinned for it to end. Um, <laughs> God, uh, we got Pete Dunn, Damian Priest, Killian Dane going to Wall Games. Wait, no, they're just going to be at war games. They're not having a war game. It's a triple threat, and the winner gets to fight. Let him go, baby! Um, the next night at Survivor Series. Matt, what 
because good lord what is the most interesting outcome for that match um between pete dunn damian priest and killian dane i don't think dane's taking this i think he's too big he's too big for adam cole and uh I think it might be just this period of like transition for Pete Dunn because he's been doing these matches where he just gets to on on the USA NXT programming, but he gets to do these matches where he highlights who he is, and it kind of feels like if you haven't been watching NXT UK, here's what you've been missing. And mm. I do think it's way too early for Damian Priest, right? Yes. And who is going to have? I mean, th- they're in the thick of it, right? They're having the Wednesday Night Wars. So they've gone all out to to win over, you know, this this television audience, and they're telling them Seth Rollins is going to be on NXT tonight, so you better tune in. So doesn't it make sense that they're going to say instead of Damian Priest getting a title shot that Pete Dunne gets a title shot on the next night on Survivor Series? I, I just – it feels like um, these, this whole decision for Survivor Series has been, all right, let's – Let's pull in all the same doofuses that don't care what the match card is. But then we've got this whole other lot right over here. You see them? <laughs> they need to see Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole to tune in. Let's give it to him. Yeah, I, I, I just think that's what's going on. I think we're, we're building up a card that's just going to be impossible to miss. It's going to be one of the greatest match cards of all time. And I'm dead serious when I say that. And we'll get into it later, but there's one triple threat match I've got my finger on that I cannot wait to watch. So um, <laughs> don't don't say it. So are you going with Peter? I'm going with Pete Dunn. All right. I'm picking Peter as well. Um, I, I don't think that a priest win would get the crowd out of their seats. And I, I think Killian Dane is just to be there in like that big show Kane role where he's just going to punish people uh, but not win. Yeah, Damian Priest is going to put on a show, but it's not It's, it's not, not his time, time yet. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I like him, too. I, I think uh, the most interesting outcome, if I were to ask myself the same question, uh, would be for Pita to maybe conquer Adam Cole and become the NXT champion going forward. Um, so then we can start, you know, planting the seeds for Adam Cole, you know, being big time. Um you know, on Mondays or Fridays. Yeah, he's gonna have a busy weekend. So let's uh I yeah. don't I don't know. That's definitely gonna come into play on, on Sundays is how many matches these NXT guys have had to do opposed to everybody else. But um but yeah, Let moving right this. along. We got a we got a singles match. Uh it was supposed to be Gargano in this spot. Um Matt Riddle uh, is substituting in and he's gonna fight Finn Balor. Um Matt, what with this match? Are you going to ask me the same question? What would be the most interesting finish? <laughs> what would be the most interesting thing you can think of? No. Uh, <laughs> for Finn Balor, is this a long-term um, home for him on NXT? Or is this just something to help get war games over? I think it's longer than war games because uh, what NXT likes to do with their injured guys is have them come out and mess around in, uh, in these feuds uh, or in these singles matches or 
I shouldn't say that. Just just in general to keep the story flowing. I I think what's happening is, man, I can't stop burping. Uh, Gargano's going to come out and interfere in this match. Riddle's going to get the win because he needs yeah, – does he need the win? No, but Finn Balor definitely does not need the win. I just don't – I don't think this is the time for Finn to come out and just be absolutely dominant. And uh, they're obviously trying to build three different rosters here. So give – Matt Riddle, the nod, he'll get the win because of Johnny Gargano, and now you've got your next story set up. And then Matt Riddle will go up against Pete Dunne for the championship. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the the best money uh, does not involve Finn Balor, you know, having, oh, he came so close matches on Mondays and Fridays. I, I think it's him being a, a bigger fish in a littler pond. Um, that's why I could see him winning this match, uh, to, to kind of re- establish his dominance on NXT. So I think Balor gets the win here. Um, Matt, we're going to have the first ever women's war games match. Two rings, giant cage around it. We got uh, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, uh, famed wrestler to be determined. And then they're all going to team up against Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. Matt, Oh wait, don't we Wait, I thought we knew who that was. Yeah, it's um uh Oh my god. It's, she's the NXT UK women's champion. Yeah, it's Kaylee Ray. Yeah, Kaylee Ray. Thank you. <laughs> um Matt, of these two teams of women, who would you say is the weak link? Oh, out of all eight women, who's the worst? Yeah, who's who's kind of the weak link? Because I, I got to think that Shayna wins so much um, as a singles competitor that they're not going to give her this as well. Uh, this this kind of smells like, you know, Rhea Ripley's, um, you know, comeuppance. So who's, well, who do you, you think is kind of the weak link here, Matt? I feel like you could make the argument that it's a two-way tie for Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. Two on the same team, my God. So if we power ranked them, they have eight and seven. That's what Matt's saying. The good girls have eight and seven. They have one, four, four, seven, and eight. Yeah. Is is that enough? Well, <laughs> wait. We have the what? One, the, how about the two seed? Two, four, seven, and eight. Uh, well, I'm putting EO as number one. So. Woo! <laughs> if we're ranking them wow it's eo then ria um then bianca then shana then shana oh, okay <laughs> then bianca then kaylee ray then uh candace then medium oh i forgot tika Dox. let's throw her above uh yeah i guess so yeah they actually <laughs> they have six seven and eight um for war games, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, when I looked at these these teams, I thought it looked already a little unbalanced. I mean, it really is just Rhea Ripley carrying this team. I, I don't know enough. We haven't seen enough of, of Tegan Knox. Um, yeah, I mean, here's what I, I like Tegan. I think she has a better shiny wizard than Adam Cole. I think she puts a little more oomph on her finisher. Uh, Mia has... I don't think she's really won us over yet. She's, I think for us, she's in the, the Matt Riddle spot where I think she gets a lot of fanfare, you know, kind of like how, how we weren't really 
we weren't really, really Matt Riddle fans until we started hearing him on the mic and see him in, you know, long 20-minute matches. I, I don't think Mia's really won us over yet. Can, um, I, can I take her out of the Matt Riddle? You don't want to put her in so, that realm? I, I, I'm going to put her, and it's not because of how I feel about him. I'm going to put Mia Yim in the Cassius Ono pile. Woo! <laughs> I, I think she's here to uh, to kind of fill out a roster. She knows what's what. She can, you know, she she puts on a pretty good. She puts on an okay match when she's out there. I mean, with whoever she, that could have been Dakota with. Kai. What? That could have been Dakota Kai coming off an injury. Like she could have got the big push, and no. Nope. I don't know what to tell you. She's been losing matches left and right. Uh, she she didn't make the cut for the War Games team. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened to my beloved Dakota. I, I thought the captain of team kick was, uh, I, I, you know, not the Bailey level for NXT, but I, I thought that she was, you know, uh, a big product for the younger audience. And I, I guess I was wrong. So here's, here's what I see happening. Um, I think, I think the good guys are going to have, uh, the, what do I want to say? They're going to have the advantage when this match starts. They're going to be the ones that, that get that, get that um, the ratio advantage as the match moves along. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's going to be enough for them to get the win. But I, I do agree that this is going to be Rhea Ripley's match to, to sort of own everybody. Like it'll be enough for Rhea Ripley to be like one of the, the last people to enter and still put on the hurt on the other four ladies on the other team. Um, so even though I, I still see this, the, the bad guys as having the better team easily for me, I, I, it's still going to be still going to be Rhea Ripley. that's standing strong at the end. Cause I think she's, she's just been telling the story of I'm, I'm next in line to take out Shayna. And I think she needs a good reason now at this point. Right. Yeah, I just don't know how we're going to, um, you know, not have Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir interfere. Um, I don't know how Dakota's going to play a part in some way because I don't think she's going to be super happy about what happened, about not making the cut. Um, there's a lot, she, of, a lot of little wrinkles. She just lost, yep. right? Yep, So just it wasn't lost outright. So she could only be mad at herself. So maybe she's going to come out. And- yeah. I mean, she had to fight Shayna Baszler, and I think there's a little interference, something like that. But um, yeah, it was, you know, all she had to do was kind of prove her, her mettle. And I guess Rio was not impressed. So um, we have one more match to talk about, man. It's the men's War Games of Undisputed Era against Tommaso Champa, Daddy's Home. Keith Lee, whoop, whoop, and Dominic Dijakovic. And this is the real famed wrestler, TBD. <laughs> I think it's Kaylee Ray. I think she's actually she's doing uh, both pulling matches. double duty uh, at War Games. They're just going to leave her prone body in the ring. She'll be the first entrant for the face team. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, well, let me. I, I know what question you're going to ask. So I'm going to ask it first. Do it. How are you going to feel when CM Punk comes out? Oh, my God. Joined, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mike, this is totally, totally, totally going to be the guy we were reading rumors about two months ago who was signing with WWE. He was Impact Wrestling's champion. 
Johnny Morrison. That's his. That's the guitar at the beginning of his Ooh. entrance theme. Uh, I I think uh, I think we're seeing Johnny Morrison as the uh, the TBD. Wow. You're have you been uh, have you been combing some dirt sheets or something? Where'd you come up with that name? Uh, I thought he was just coming out of WrestleMania to the Hardy Boys music. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, I take it back. I want that to happen instead. <laughs> I, I, Matt, hot tag. What kind of reaction do you think John Morrison would get? Uh, what? At an NXT show? At, there's gonna be come everywhere. Oh my! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? I think that's what the people wanted to hear. I feel um, like, yeah, you should take your air your AirPods out right now and scrub them clean. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Potty Mouth over there. Uh, I thought this was going to be Velveteen Dream's triumphant return, but uh, ooh, that pumpkin beer is really uh, putting a putting a number on me. No, uh, I, I think I, I the think Dream he's is still recuperating from his boo boos. Oh, is I think right? he's making his return the next night. Oh, because they don't have anybody announced for Team NXT yet, so I I think that's going to be something to blow the roof off. Because I mean, the guy's in, he's in the video game commercials. They they give him the time. They give him the budget to do whatever he wants. He's he's a WWE superstar. He is not an NXT superstar. Um, and I think they're going to give him this opportunity to really shine uh, at Survivor Series. And we'll get into that in a minute. But I, I don't – I think if he's going to come back, they want it to be on the big show. Like they want him – yeah, they want him standing on the big show and they're going to wheel him out. He's going to have a couple of – eight wheel carts underneath <laughs> Matt, i'm sorry you Go and ahead. i are we're not up to date on vegas odds but if you're gonna if you're gonna uh what is this nader and anderson segment you're gonna we put don't the numbers bet, out there but if we did <laughs> all right on the table we got john morrison velveteen yeah. dream yeah kevin owens Ooh, ah. who's got the best odds of coming up <laughs> Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Is that what you wanted me to say? Woo-wee. Of course, of course, I don't think like the best odds would be John Morrison. Um, but <laughs> I think Johnny Gargano has better odds than John Morrison. <laughs> but but uh, no, I, I mean, you know, that's it's still more fun to say John Morrison than Velveteen Dream. <laughs> um i you know i wouldn't want to see kevin just because i think the other returns would be more exciting nxt wise um but i I hope that your velveteen dream uh dream comes to fruition uh who are you taking in this match i this is tough uh there's a lot of there's a lot of beef on the face team yeah uh but there, there could be shenanigans like there, there was last year. Last year, Undisputed Era had to get through the Viking Raiders. I mean, they didn't, but uh, or no, did they did not win? Right, right? the face team won. Last I mean, is Dijakovic is he going to put on a an undisputed uh, armband? Well, let me let me ask you this: is is it possible that this ends in a schmaz? Is it possible that Raw and SmackDown crashes the party? No, 
I don't think that would be rewarding because I think this is going to be, you know, a 45 minute epic. I don't think the payoff of having all these guys crash the ring would, would work. Have, um, <laughs> have 30 guys. Yeah, well, there's two a, rings. A, essentially have a Royal Rumble crash the ring. Um, would they do that though? Like, would that be like a, a cliffhanger? Like, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Same For the end of time. the 70-man wall games. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'd be fine with it if that happened, to be honest, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking, uh, Champa. This is his first match back really. Um, yeah. And undisputed era gets to walk out with all the gold too. Yeah. They're bulletproof. Um, I think we can move on to survivor series. We're, we're yeah. already probably hitting an hour, uh, by now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Matt, um, we're well over. I know. We'll try and sprint through this one. Um, Adam we Cole. We always do that. <laughs> I think it's going to be Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne, and I can actually see a world where Peter Dunne is our new NXT champion. Well, just for the since we already dove into this a little bit, and for the sake of being different in our choices, um, I'm going to pick Adam Cole. So I, I just feel do like it. if he loses, if he loses the men's war games, and then he's not really involved in the Survivor Series night, and he's just defending the NXT championship. I think they still want him to stand out in some regard. Like he's the champion same way. I think the championship matches are going to turn out later in that night. Uh, spoiler alert, but yeah, Adam Cole is walking away with the title at the end of this night. <clears throat> so uh, women's survivor series match. Um, right. I don't How do you want to do this? Do you want to build out team NXT? Cause it's still we to have, be announced. We have team raw and team SmackDown. And then if you head on over, WWE.com. It says Raw SmackDown versus NXT T B D. So wow. uh yeah, with that being said, um I I'm I'm fine with building like a quick team just so that we can get through this because I think what's gonna be part of the story for the entire night is how NXT just had war games the night before. So if we throw in a Bianca Belair, an EO, a Shayna, um, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir, it doesn't matter, you know, right? Uh, you throw in Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, me, and they're, they're all tired. They all fought, fought the night before. So I, I, I feel like, like the conversation right now could turn into, like, did they book this incorrectly instead of picking these matches? Because – Ultimately, what we're probably going to get is a Team SmackDown win for both of these Survivor Series elimination matches because that, Michael, is where all the money's at. It's on Fox. Yeah, it's got to be the reason they're not putting the NXT team out there is it's going to be a mishmash of the heels and the faces. Um, who are suddenly going to resolve their their blood feud from the night oh, before? Oh, you're right, and that'll come into play. Yep. Um, so I think that guarantees NXT's not winning either of those matches, uh, since they're going to be exhausted, and there's going to be civil war amongst uh, you know the competitors. It actually kind of bums me out. I wish we could have spaced these these out a little bit more. These two events. See, that's what I said last week. Nobody was listening to me. Nobody listens to old Matt. <laughs> Crazy old Maurice over there from Beauty yep. and the Beast. 
comes um, up with these kooky ideas and then when it's staring us in the face we're like well why did they give bray wyatt the championship and then i'm like because i told you not to anyway <laughs> so i'm man. going team smackdown um you got you know you got sasha you got carmela you got dana brooke Lacey, nikki i mean i don't know the other team charlotte and the kabuki War. like that should be enough the Kabuki Warriors in Charlotte should be enough to win for Raw. But I just I see there being too much decision making based on Fox. Right? Weren't weren't Charlotte Flair weren't Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans, weren't they tag team partners like three weeks ago? Yeah. Good God. So is Natalia and Lacey Evans. Yeah. Isn't that the case? Yeah. God. They just decide to switch teams. Just You're so not friends anymore. Um <laughs> Usually, whichever team has Charlotte, I just pick them. So I'm going with Team Charlotte. She always wins. All right. I'm going SmackDown. You're going Raw. Let's go to the Men's Survivor Series elimination match. Same situation. We've got Team NXT, which will probably blow up and get in a big old fight. Or I guess they won't do that every match, right? Um, I hope not. Man, that would be such a bummer. Um, I... All right, so let's, let's, we'll recap. Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. I could pick that team right now without seeing Team SmackDown, but then, of course, the first name I see on Team SmackDown is Roman Reigns. But Oops. then the second name is King Corbin. So yeah. are they going to get along, Mike? We got Ali. Well, now he's Mustafa Ali again. He's two names. Uh, shortened G will be out there. And the guy who eliminated single-handedly all of SmackDown last year, Braun Strowman. Um, goodness gracious. Matt, hot tag, you get five seconds to answer. What is the most exciting omission from these two teams? I mean, that is also not fighting later. All right, I'm going to answer for you. There's no Shane McMahon in this match. Oh, this is great. Oh, I think he's been I, in the Survivor Series like three years in a row. Ugh. I thought you were asking who should be in this match. I no, it's an exciting omission. Surprised. I'm I'm excited that he's been omitted. Okay. Um, I, I gotta did not go. understand the question. <laughs> uh, sorry, Matt. You're you're in court. You're going to jail. Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Just too bad you didn't understand. That's it. You're going to prison. Um, I'm gonna say any team with. Braun Strowman and King Corbin and the big dog. Roof, roof. They're going to win. Uh, I, I don't think um, Drew McIntyre, he's cursed. He's never going to win. So he's on the Raw team. Sorry, Raw. SmackDown wins again. Also, if we're going to play the history game, uh, Raw basically uh, clean, clean swept, clean swept, clean clenched. Cleansed their hands of SmackDown quite handily last year by winning every match at Survivor Series. I can see SmackDown getting their revenge this year. SmackDown, SmackDown. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. Oh, so are you picking for the rest of the night is what you're saying? (laughs) Rest of the night. All right, Matt. We got a men's tag team. Uh, I don't know what the hell we're going to call it. Triple Threat Turmoil of Doom uh, with the Viking Raiders battling uh, the New Day battling the Undisputed Era. Matt, I'm going SmackDown because I think they're going to get some revenge from last year. Um, well, it's definitely not going to be Undisputed Era. I feel like we're going to see them limping to the ring. Um, so it would take a miracle for them to win. 
But you know what? Damn it. Damn it all to hell. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, walking away with the victory. Um, And the the belts. They're walking out with six belts. All the belts. (laughs) Uh, I I would say if it's not them, it would have to be the Viking Raiders, right? Or no, are are we picking the New Day because they made such a stink last year about SmackDown getting swept? So now... Now they're going to reward them with a victory. Ooh. Usually when you speak out, you get punished. So this is one where this is Raw's one win of the night. I think Viking Raiders take it just for that reason. All right. You heard it second first, folks. Mike said right after I did. <laughs> Man, we got the battle of the mid-card champions. That's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. The IC champ going against... Uh, AJ, uh, please don't call me Donald Trump when I say Humberto Styles, and then they're going to battle against Roddy Strong from Undisputed Era. Mike, this was the match that when everybody was talking about Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, and Adam Cole, this was the match I said, you guys are all forgetting that this could happen. Uh, this is what I'm most excited for that night. This is what I was talking about earlier. This will be match of the night. And it will not disappoint in any way, shape, or form. Well, it might be tough to be match of the night when it starts at 4.30 p.m. as the pre-show. Maybe match of the afternoon? Are you serious? Probably. I don't know. It's got Nakamura in it. You know, it's got Roddy. Oh. I thought you were breaking news. I was so disappointed. No. I'm so glad we don't go live so people didn't have to see my face drop. <laughs> um, so, were you an uh, Undertaker guy at WrestleMania 30? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, with this one, I, I, I'm trying to, trying to piece together what makes sense here. And Nakamura's been pretty far away from this whole Survivor Series thing. Um, I mean, you don't think, you think of like, you know, the, the, <laughs> I was going to say the OG, uh, the OC crashing NXT and of course Undisputed Era crashing every main event show uh, since the start of November. So does that mean Shinsuke is walking away with this? And since we are so far behind on timing here, I'm just going to say, yeah, not dive too deep into it. I'm going Nakamura. I, I don't know. I, I would love, uh, all I want is one thing. I, I, whoever wins this match, I'll find a way to be happy with it. I just want Roderick Strong to do that ridiculous move where he gallops around the ring, just uh, knife edge chopping both of his opponents in a, in a triple threat match. It's my yeah. favorite thing because it's so obvious that he's slapping his leg on the, on the, uh, the <laughs> on the, on the strikes. Uh, but it, it just, it looks, it looks, it looks funny. I, I love it. Um, and he is a great wrestler outside of that. He does real chops that make your chest bleed. Uh, but his galloping move, I can't wait to see that. Uh, Matt, give me, uh, give me, give me AJ. All right. I'll give you an AJ. Moving on. Women's, uh, champions all going at it. Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler. Um, this is one where I think the person who's going to benefit the most is going to be Bailey from this. And I think think that this might turn into something where maybe marina shafir and um justin duke get involved so that's that may distract becky 
and, and you'll start to think Shayna's getting the win, but she obviously is coming off war games the night before. Um, and I'll just give this window for, for Bailey to sneak in and get a win. Um, this, this yeah. is an ultimate, what are we doing here match? Cause if Shayna doesn't win, uh, we just buried every woman in NXT. And I'm not mm. just saying that because, well, these are the leaders of their respective brands. Like Shayna has been unstoppable for two years. Nobody can pin her. Nobody can submit her. Um, outside of a, you know, a, a fart in the wind from Kyrie Sane. Um, there, there's, there's, there's no way you can let Shayna lose this match. I, I think of everybody on this card. Uh, outside of like the Fiend, she's the one who most has to win. Has to happen. Most it has is. too many has too many story like too many storyline threads just get snipped if we you know uh, let Bailey pin Shayna can't happen. Well, I haven't thought about it that way. So I I mean I I agree with everything you're saying. I just looking at the history is where I'm going. So that's why I'm I'm picking Bailey. Like uh, the history of decision making and, and the WWE, not necessarily uh, where you were going earlier. But uh, yeah, but Bailey Bailey's taking this. Uh, but I do agree with everything you're saying, and it would be a waste to have Shayna come up and not win this match. Uh, but man, what if I looked wrong? What if I was dumb and I picked the wrong wrestler? God, um, that's, um, that's another reason we should probably talk. <laughs> like. <laughs> like the repercussions of this stuff and we're I, I don't know go ahead all right so now we've got the fiend uh going up bryan. against daniel bryan i can't believe we're doing this before we're talking brock lesnar and Rey mysterio because if anything out of the championship matches this should be the main event but anyway i picked it so i'm dumb uh i really hope that we get a little more juice on friday for this match because i'm not getting a ton of juice to start like daniel bryan when he was wwe champion he got a belt made out of hemp when the fiend the most evil character in wwe history wins the championship his belt turns blue there wasn't any way we could have had like you know dead puppets hanging off of it or it's just dripping in you know, blood and bone marrow. I don't know. I, I was I was pretty disappointed in that championship belt. Matt, I haven't given you any chance to prep for this question. Um, you know, we're running it long as it is, but I'm going to give you a hot tag here. Off the top of your head, what's a more interesting way to make a fiend-appropriate championship belt? You have five seconds. Uh, make it out of uh, fake skin and have it look like the Evil Dead book, Book of the Dead. Ooh, see, that's good. Man, that took you uh, two seconds. All right. Matt, uh, you got the Fiend winning this match? Yeah, of course. Yep, okay. And then uh, last and certainly least is Brock Lesnar (laughs) versus Rey Mysterio (laughs) in a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification, no-point-in-watching match. Thank you, Jericho. Um, the only reason Rey Mysterio is not going to get squashed in two seconds uh, is because he can technically bring a handgun uh, to the ring. Matt, is he going <laughs> to shoot Lesnar's kneecaps? 
God, I hope so. Uh, wait, no, I don't. I want this to end quick. I. <laughs> you want him to forget that he left the safety on Mike. and Brock Lesnar just rips <laughs> his throat open. <laughs> okay. Mike, this is... This is the one matchup I never would have asked for out of Brock Lesnar and his <laughs> horrible title reigns. And, and you know, if you're a brother of discussion faithful, nobody in the world is more bored with Rey Mysterio and his involvement in the WWE <laughs> than myself. So whoever wins here, I don't care. I'm just waiting for the next feud. I'm waiting for the Royal Rumble, basically, after Survivor Series. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get this over with. What did you think of, uh, CM Punk being, um, like showing a, a appreciation and excitement for this match? What's your take on that? I think he's good friends with Rey Mysterio as, as I most think he's of friends the pro wrestlers too. are. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's, that was my next point. Uh, and you can't deny that with the, the Paul Heyman, uh, middleman. So I, I think that might be some bias coming in on CM Punk's part. And it's not a terrible story, but I just don't want it to be Rey Mysterio. Listen, I, 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 did, a, I did a naked cartwheel watching Luchador Wrestling this week, and I'm, I'm mainly talking about Rey Phoenix. Uh, I think arguably you could say that's how Humberto wrestles too. I like the style. I like a good underdog story. Brock Lesnar is a, an excellent professional wrestling storyteller and if you want to question me on that watch his matches where he's over a hundred pounds heavier than finn balor daniel bryan and aj styles and he still made those underdog stories compelling and made you think oh my god he's actually gonna lose so he's a great wrestler there's no denying that that's not the problem with this i just don't think that these two styles mesh with each other um it is going to be pretty clunky because Ray does ask a lot from his competitor, yeah. like agility wise. And he's agile for his size, but not in the way I feel like would benefit Ray Mysterio. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't know we were going to get this deep into this match, but know, there's my, just, there's my, I, I don't want to, I don't want to unfairly just say it's going to suck. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's not that, that they're not talented people. No, I'm, hey. I'm saying I'm defending hey. on behalf of the show. Hey, what's the deal? Uh, damn it, Jerry. Uh, it's just, I, I don't think these styles really mesh. Uh, you know, they're two guys with, what, 30, 40? Man, close to 50 years of in-ring experience. Um, I don't know. I, I just can't see Brock, like, selling a hurricane rana you know what i mean yeah <laughs> he's like 300 pounds of muscle um it's gonna end up being one of those that you know it's more like a belly flop than a, <laughs> than a full flip and i mean you know like kofi kingston went down in in one f5 and now ray mysterio is going to be the one to solve this puzzle i i it's going to take a lot of uh, convincing come Sunday, and uh, hopefully they prove us all wrong and, you know, put on a uh, six-star classic. Um, but, Matt, I'm, I'm taking Lesnar in a 10 – well, one, two. It takes, like, two seconds to do an F5 and then three seconds for a pin. So I'm going to say this is a five – I'll give him an extra second of leeway. This will be a six-second match. I think we might be watching one of the last Rey Mysterio matches too, so I think it will go pretty deep. But uh, yeah, Lesnar's walking away with the title. 